Did you know they had an eight o'clock in the morning? Yeah. <laughs> Man, fuck. What the? Who knew? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's when the kids have to be at school by, and I'm usually oh. like getting home and like getting into the shower to get ready to start my day. No, that's not true. I'm usually fucking around on Twitter for a good twenty, thirty minutes before <laughs> I oh, do that. Fuck so. <laughs> oh fuck Twitter. Hey, bubblies, and welcome to my streaming bubble. It's that little old podcast. That was weird. I'm sorry. It's that little old podcast where I talk about the shows that I love with the people I tolerate. I'm your host, Jen. And just when you thought you had heard the last of Dozer, he's back. And we continue our original versus remake series, this time moving more towards the sci-fi, as we recall, the total recalls, 1990 versus 2012. Hey, buddy. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to get that in. I had to. Awesome. No, that's cool. It's been a while since you had kind of like a bit. Well, I mean, we only just did recorded the things the other day, so... Yeah, I was going to do something really weird for that one, but I was like, I don't think that's going to play well over a podcast. So I was like, I'll scrap that idea. You know, I was so mad because I had written out uh, for, for our closing that last bit of dialogue from the fit, the original uh, black and white version. Where's my notes? Maybe I'll read it off real quick and then I'll cut it in. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Screw it. <laughs> Screw it. It's Memorial Day. Do what I want. Jesus Christ. Is that worn piece you got there in your hands? Holy <laughs> um, yeah, a little Man, bit. That's a lot of paper. Did you write, did you write a goddamn best of your memoirs or something? What the hell? Yeah. Well, this one's extra big because it's got all like it had all like the little trivia things that I wanted to try and bring up, like all my favorite bits. So I usually don't do a copy and paste, but because of the timing and when we originally and all that stuff with the things, I, I made sure to save it all because I wasn't sure when we'd get back to it. And then I just didn't edit it out. But anyways, okay. So this is me redoing the ending for the things. Okay. <laughs> you gotta use that. That is actually really good. I like that. You as, gotta use that. Now. As soon as we like disconnected, I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> that is good. I I really do like that. That is that is brilliant. I like that. But anyways, what are we doing today? Oh my we're god! We're <laughs> here to do the total recall. So we're gonna cover the original 1990 version. That's got Arnie, Sharon Stone. Uh, Michael Ironside, Ronnie Cox, and then we're going to compare it to the 2012 remake starring, it's got quite the cast, uh, Colin yeah. Farrell, Brian Cranston, uh, Bokeem Woodbine, Kate Beckinsale, Sale, Jessica Biel, and that's just kind of to name some of the bigger roles yeah. of the movie. There's a bunch of people in it. So we'll real quick go over our remake uh, versus reboot versus reimagining. So, remake is just that, a remake of an older movie, very few changes. A reboot resets the continuity of an established film series, like Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, etc. And a reimagining remakes with one big change, like Ghostbusters, Roadhouse, Gender Bent, stuff like that. So, 
with these two movies, I think it's pretty straightforward that oh, 2012 yeah. is a clear remake. There's There were changes, but, I mean, they even worked in some original dialogue, some of the original writing and stuff like that. But it's, I mean, all the character names are the same, uh, you know, except for Kate Beckinsale's. I mean, she's Lori, but she's an amalgamation of two characters from the original. What two? She's uh, she's both Lori and then like her from the original Michael Ironside's ca- side's character. He because oh, he was kind of okay. Yeah, you yeah. are right. You are right. Okay. So well, if you want to elaborate on that, just go for it real quick. Oh, I just like, I mean how, how how the two how the two merged into one. Yeah, it, they, that's what they did. So I'm not going to go too big into like the synopsis and spoiler warnings for Total Recall because it's from 1990. And like I said, this is a pretty straightforward remake. So either you know the movie or you don't. Um, before we get too deep into all of that, I just wanted to say real quick to Dozer because I don't know that you know this, but truth be told, I never really knew the plot of Total Recall. I knew the scenes, all the, you know, the important stuff, the three tits, the two weeks, <laughs> Sharon Stone. But when I sat down to watch it the other night, I turned to Tim and I was like, you know, I never really knew what this movie is about. <laughs> the original, the, 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 the yeah, 90s. Yeah. What the but, fuck? <laughs> but it's like, it was like, I remember it's like always, was always kind of on. So I remember seeing, like, I remember different scenes and sequences throughout so I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so yeah, I thought you'd like that. You look like your head is going to explode, like you've been exposed it, to the it, air it's, on Mars. It's, it's, it's literally, I am just, <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, what? whatever. Arnold is just fighting his way through a bunch of people. Oh. I love how many people they just shove aside through the original. <laughs> that just get in the we're way. Gonna, we're going to get into that part because that's in my <laughs> notes. We're going to get into that because I have a, a thing to say about that. Yeah. But I just knew it was sci-fi. It was like fucking with the brain memories or whatever. And he was kind of like a quote common man, uh, even though he really isn't. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's yeah. still it's 1990s action flick sci-fi you know, whatever, they're going to cast Arnie <laughs> in it. Well, and, and apparently, like, because this is based off another short story, and I guess, like, the main character was originally supposed to be smaller, like, not built like Arnie. I think correct. a bit more like Colin Farrell built. Yeah, well, well, the guy was supposed to have an office job, but how, do you, how does an office job guy look like Arnold Schwarzenegger? So they switched it over to... Uh, being a construction worker and and I, I, yeah and but uh what is it i pulled it up here because i knew this would come up it was a it was a short story called we can remember you or you can remember that or we can bring it back up for wholesale or something like that it, uh by the the, uh, the original author was philip k dick mm-hmm. and yeah so it was bought somebody bought it and then there was a script made of it and originally and i want to look at my notes here they had whatever studio bought it wanted richard dreyfus patrick swayze or jeff bridges to play the lead but then arnold actually read it and then somehow 
and this is where it gets a little murky. He either bought part of it or invested in it so he could star in it. Oh, okay. Interesting. Hmm. But yeah, he read the script that came out after a studio read it and bought the rights. And then he kind of finagled his way in, I guess. I don't, I mean, I don't want to say finagled because it didn't sound like he was like being disrespectful or anything like that. Yeah. But he definitely, he wanted it. And so he found a way to get it. Yeah. And good for, really, do you want a Richard Dreyfus? <laughs> like, like, that just, in this movie, could you imagine Mr. Holland's opus? No, that's exactly <laughs> who I was thinking of, too. I was like, no, not Mr. Holland. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Richard Dreyfus, while I love, the, I love him as an actor, I think mm-hmm. he's very good. I Action? Shut the hell up. Jeff Bridges? maybe maybe but patrick swayze i don't think at that in the 90s was he was he pretty big in the 90s yeah or wasn't it later let's see i mean i should fucking know since i did a whole ass episode on the man well that's kind of why i (laughs) that one to you so look i talk a lot and i don't remember everything i say (laughs) Typical woman. Oh, <laughs> oh there it is. Ah. You know, boom. <laughs> to the face is what they say. <laughs> All right. So let's see here. Scroll down to about the 90s. So you're going to keep this yes. part in. So, so the ghosts could be so bored. <laughs> so ghost came out in 1990 because Roadhouse was 89. Then it oh, was Ghost okay. in 90, Point Break in 91. Ooh, shit. Yeah, so he was kind of the up-and-comer at that point. Yep. So Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. We don't need it. I'm, I'm not a Patrick Swayze guy, so it's like, whatever. Oh, I... Like I said, one of the things I love about having this podcast is when I do kind of actor episodes, and I just... I get to get feel like I get to know him a little bit more. I just have that able to have that much more respect for them and stuff so well, when you do a nathan Fillion one sign my ass up for that one i will do number one will I should be do. number one for that one. Oh, i love him nathan's Fillion. who and doesn't I, who doesn't i don't know anyways <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's hard to see you know this 1990s total recall is still it's definitely one of those movies that has cemented itself into time and it's hard to see anybody else in that role now so what did you think of like colin farrell's portrayal of quaid slash hauser i actually overall for the 2012 remake i actually really enjoyed it i mean it wasn't the greatest remake we've ever seen but it sure as shit wasn't the worst. I really liked it. I was like, normally when I'm doing some of these remakes or I'm watching a movie, yeah, I'm kind of on my phone, but I had to put that down. Well, you got Jessica Biel and Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. Let's just, <laughs> yeah. Let's just take my money and let's do this. But it was really, I, I thought he did pretty well. I mean, not Arnold Schwarzenegger action. Well, I, mm. I thought some of his acting was uh, sometimes uh, it, it, it just wasn't there, but it wasn't terribly below. Like 
just a little bit more. Just sure. a little bit more is sure. all I was looking for. Yeah, I get what you. What about you? What did you think about that? Because that was one of the questions I was actually going to ask you. So thanks for stealing some of my thunder. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Uh, well, I was all sorts of prepared to have a bad time, and I actually started having a bad time because I felt like it took a while for all the action to kind of start. There was, it felt like it dipped a little when he and Harry were in the bar and they're talking about life, and then there's like some other bit, I think, with him and his wife, and I'm like, I don't give a shit. Totally <laughs> uh <laughs> cold. Kill somebody. Exactly. <laughs> is this, is this going to be another RoboCop kind of thing? Where you're just going to sit there. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. So I was okay. prepared to have a bad time. I was like, this, I'm not going to like this. And, okay, I didn't have I didn't have a bad time, but I didn't have a great time. So by the end of the movie, I was like, eh, you know, Timmy and I are talking about it. We're talking about the things that we liked. You know, they, they work in, like I said, some of the dialogue and, and stuff from the writing from the original. They managed to get in three tits. So... Thank God yeah, for that. Yeah, but make it was a throwaway. But could you imagine had they not had three tits in there at all? And to plus, be fair, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, I just wish they just wouldn't have done it at all. In, really? In the, yeah, it was such a throwaway. It was such garbage. It was like three slaps to the face. <laughs> well. That'd have been way better. Sorry. Especially with <laughs> what we're talking about. But you know, so while I I think that they had to they had to work it in somehow. And when I saw that it was rated PG thirteen, I wasn't sure if it was I wasn't sure that it was gonna make it. So I was like, well, at least they got they got her in. It is a throwaway, but I think the movie would have been it would especially how it happened so soon in 2012. You know, because in the original, it happens a little later in the movie. It They kind of throw it at us right away. Like, here you go. Here's three tits. Quit complaining. On to the rest of this movie. And I would agree with that. So, but yeah, I think if they had did, did not have three tits at all, then for I don't I don't think the fans of the original, anyone even worth like that was going to give it a try. They, I think that would have been enough for them to be like, no, no. Cause she's, she doesn't like have a name or anything, but like when you think of total recall, you think of Arnie and three tits. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, so I, I, the movie overall was okay. I, I well, didn't we, end up hating it as much as I ended up hating RoboCop. I'm not sure why I'm not sure what the difference there is. Uh, but this one I thought was okay. So since we're on that subject, and this is something I actually wrote down, didn't this really feel like it had a RoboCop reboot vibe to it? Yes. Like, I was really like, this really feels like RoboCop. Because, like, those, you know, the army, the, the I wrote, what did I call them? Where's my, I called them, like, fucking, like, Robo Troopers, because some of them looked like the, because there were some that were like kind of a darker metal, like a black. Those ones look reminded me of the newer RoboCop suit. But then all like the more soldiery ones look like a bastard child of Stormtrooper and new RoboCop suits. So I kept calling them RoboTroopers. No, and I, and I felt the same way. It just, it really kind of had that. Well, RoboCop the remake was what? 2000. Oh, shit. Now I can't even remember. 
Because now I feel like they were pretty much like the same company, just like, hey, can we borrow your robots from RoboCop and we can just use those? So the remake of RoboCop was 2014. Also, it was probably the other way around then. Okay. Yeah, it did. They did just, yeah, like the RoboCop suit is like a recycled, beefier version of some of these suits from 2012. Plus the fact that like the main plot point revolves around like this clone this drone army kind of thing too also made it feel very robocop versus what we are given in the original where it's really kind of man versus the man (laughs) yeah so with the colonizing of mars and and uh even even the corporate feel and the capitalism feel of recall in in the 1990 version versus how they presented recall in 2012 what did you so think do of we, that? So yeah, I was just going to ask, do you want to dive into the to, to the differences in the story in and of itself? Sure. Because I I kind of ooh. Ugh. I keep going back and forth with this. Like okay. So the 90s one is is if you just want a great popcorn flick, you got it. This 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 is one you're never going to go wrong with. The 2012, I thought, was trying to maybe bring down the sci-fi of it and make it more action-based, which it did, and it mm-hmm. and it hit, as far as I'm concerned. It hit. But the story is a little different between the two. Mm-hmm. So one takes place on Mars and trying to establish air in an atmosphere and save people. Mm-hmm. This one is just trying to save a colony on the other side of Earth, mm-hmm. which. Eh. Well, let's look at what the two livable areas that are left in 2012. It's the the United Federation of Britain yeah. and then Australia is the colonies. So a little history repeating itself. You know, you've got like the Britons all like, hey, we're better that like this is the bougie you know, the the one percenters or whatever. This is all the nice stuff. Fuck the colonies. Fuck Australia. <laughs> I felt like there was a little bit of that in there. Maybe that's just me, but uh, but yes, you're right. That's kind of the main, main difference. And then they travel from the UFB to the colonies, like through through Earth, through the core of the Earth and shit. Well, I thought it was the colony the the Australia was coming through to do all the work for the uh, Britain. Yeah, I just mean like that's how they travel back and forth between the two livable land spots versus like flying or something. Yeah, which I don't even know if I want to get into the science of that. but Because I did write that down, but it's like a half a page. And I don't know if I really (laughs) want to get into that. Like the science and all that. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, this is definitely a lot of fiction and (laughs) not so much science. (laughs) Nailed it. Yeah. So at first I was just kind of like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like that. You know, this is when I'm still thinking I'm going to have a bad time with the remake. Is that, okay, we're still on Earth? So it felt like, yeah, definitely try to take like the science fiction part of it out and i don't know maybe ground it in a bit more realism like well at least action if nothing else yeah yeah so i was like all right whatever that wasn't enough to make me completely 
hate it. Like I didn't let that bring me down for the rest of the movie. I'm like, all right, well, that's what it is. Here we go. What it so hmm. Okay, where are we? We're a little all over the place. That's okay. Yeah, I know. I, this is going to be one of those ones where we're just going to be jumping all over the place. It, mm-hmm. it, it is what it is. Yeah. But yeah, so then um, I started. So the main baddie is Cohagen. But because of the 1990 version, I just call him Copenhagen because he makes me want to spit. He's just such a gross, especially when to Melina and he's like at the end and he's like, oh, you know, as a woman should be. Blah 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 blah. So, dude, I'll, can I can I just yeah, say, yeah. okay, so while you're saying that, there is one. Uh, I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here. Whee! But you got Ronnie Cox playing Cohagen, who was also the bad guy in RoboCop, the head honcho. Now you've got what was it Paul Van Horn or Van Hoven? Yes, who is the same director of ro- the original RoboCop and then doing this and mm-hmm. the, the 90s version. Oh my God. These guys need to just keep making movies. <laughs> just just, just keep doing it. He is such an awesome bad guy. He and, is. And, 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 and the director is just, oh my God. Just can you guys just keep working together? Because you guys <laughs> seem to make just you guys could just literally print money (laughs) just just wow i don't think i've ever seen you nerd our nerd out so hard over like not sports (laughs) yeah (laughs) i get angry at sports (laughs) i don't nerd out but i get fucking pissed off when fucking patriots couldn't cover four whatever oh my god (laughs) (laughs) never should have brought it up but yeah, yes, don't get me started on that. <laughs> but yes, Ronnie Cox is a really he's he's so good at <gasps> at being that piece of shit <laughs> bad guy. <laughs> so, but Brian Cranston as Copenhagen. Yes, I'm just gonna keep calling him Copenhagen. Um <laughs> I I loved, I loved Brian Cranston casting uh in this in the remake. Uh, by this point, you know, he's been he's doing Breaking Bad. He is uh, Heisenberg. And so he has established and proven himself as like a serious, dramatic, bad guy actor. So I loved it. I like seeing him as the bad guy. I love his comedy and everything, too. But he does such a good job. So I really that that's probably one of my favorite things about the remake was Brian Cranston just being there and being a villain and not being uh, Frankie Muniz's dad, huh? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hal, (laughs) I I love Malcolm in the Middle. I loved that show. (laughs) I to be fair, so did I. Great cast, loved it. Yeah, yeah. Malcolm in the Middle. Quick plug there. Huh, maybe that'll be one of our next TV series that we re- review. Who maybe. Knows? If we start running out of goddamn. Oh, we'll never run out. And... Fuck no. <laughs> well, I already got three. I got to put more on the list. So. Okay. All but right. No, I agree. Uh, but no, I, I, I wanted to do. I did want to talk a little bit about that. That. Yeah, it was. This was during the Breaking Bad. Uh, during his um, kind of more serious roles. We, me and the wife watched a movie and I, and I, I'm going to have to look this up now. So I know you'll edit all this crap out or you'll just torture the fucking lit and listen. 
<laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. It's oh, a whole nother link. What was it called? It was it was really good. It basically it was him just hiding in his garage mm. attic for like a year. His family thought he died and he just sat up there. Whatever it was, but he was really good at it. I can't even remember what it's called. <laughs> I'm just scrolling through his IMDB real quick to see if I can see anything that looks like Wakefield. Because it looks like Ooh. he's in an attic window in the in the. Yes, that would be it. That would be it. Wakefield. That was a really good. I mean, it sounds goddamn terrible, but mm. it was actually really entertaining. Oh, 2016 Wakefield. And it's got I mean, Jennifer Garner's in it as well. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yes, that is correct. Well, I love Brian Cranston. And like I said, I've been so super impressed with his dramatic roles so might have to check that one out well i was i mean to be fair to bring it actually back to total recall i mean <laughs> I, I, don't know, I don't know if we want to do that or not huh? but to be fair to be fair kate uh kate beckinsale in her underwear in the beginning <laughs> sign me up had you you were hooked uh and to be fair i'm not even a Kate Beckinsale fan, but I don't know. Something about this movie starting to make me go, who, who's that girl? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, this, I've seen Underworld, but yeah. uh, I did not care for any of those. Really? None of them. I know we've seen them. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell the difference between a single one of them, but eh, I didn't have a bad time with those either. But either way, <laughs> maybe we'll do Underworld. No, I'm just kidding. All right. No, no. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Up until they do a remake, and then maybe we'll do Halloween first, and then we'll do Underworld. Oh, wow. <laughs> way down at the list. <laughs> yeah, way down. Fair enough. But yeah, Brian Cranston, love him. So fucking good. So fucking good. Like I said, definitely one of my, one of my favorite, one of the high points in the remake for me, so... Let's see. I wanted to kind of ask you about, so this applies to both of them, but we've got just this idea of implanting memories as like your vacation or taking time off. I don't like that. I also don't like this idea that you can't trust your own face. You know, so in the original one, Arnie, he gets like the gigantic laptop and he pulls up the like recording of Hauser kind of laying it all out of this is what happened. Like, are you talking the first time yes. when he gets the, out of the what safety deposit box or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. in the, so, yeah. But either. So especially in the first one, you know, you've got this smiling Arnie Hauser and he's like keeps calling him buddy, which I found really creepy. And I actually found like <laughs> some of the facial expressions with Arnie either a little on the creepy side just within the movie context and also a little comical but this concept of like well there's my face this is what he's telling me so this i i, I have to be able to trust myself and then you find out at the end that you just double crossed yourself right mm -hmm. i don't like that concept <laughs> That you can't trust your own face. False memories are implanted, so you don't know what's real, what's a dream, what's reality. And then, yeah, you lying to yourself like that. I also have a, a, a theory, too, which may not, I don't know, but we we'll, can get to that in a little bit. But what are your thoughts on 
Well, no, I that. actually, I actually kind of want you to keep going on that because I do have something to say about that, but I want to see where you're going with this. Okay. So it, within the original one, I kind of wonder if Hauser truly, truly, truly did betray Copenhagen. Like he kind of knew and would take the risk that I'm going to implant, will implant these false memories of me being uh, Doug Quaid. I also like that he's not like a John or a Jack. Side note, he's a Doug. <laughs> he's a Douglas. <laughs> Is that really the takeaway of this? A little bit, because, you know, you get these action movies. It's always a John or a Jack or just something super basic like that. But so I like that he was just a Doug. This isn't is a Die Hard or Jack Reacher film. So. I know. But I so I wonder if Hauser really, truly did betray Copenhagen and counted on that his new self, Quaid would stick to being Quaid and continue to make sure that Copenhagen gets taken down and that in the original one, they stop the project or whatever and they release, um, they clean the air. You know, because everything we're given on screen, we're shown that Hauser betrayed himself. He was always loyal to Cohagen because at the end, we see that video replay of hauser with cohagen they're smiling they're happy and everything and they're like haha it worked and then obviously quaid is like no no i'm me and and this and that and so he goes and he works with melina to finish off stopping cohagen so i can't so i i just i wonder like is it did he really double cross himself like who did he truly double cross and then not only that but in the very beginning when he's starting to get hooked up when they start hooking him up to recall and we don't see him initially start freaking out because we're in with the doctor who's in with a client. And then we see on the little video phone screen and everything, uh, Dr. Lull's all like, pick up, pick up. And then the reception's all like, pick up, pick up. We're having like a paranoid, a schizoid uh, breakdown yeah. or whatever they had called it. And for some reason, I just always, I just find that kind of interesting that we don't see what actually had set off Arnie to go you know, and start lashing out. And then, cause the one doctor even says too, I think like, well, if you kill me, basically you're gonna have a bad time and I can't control then anything. So then, so then I can't help but wonder because I've watched too much Black Mirror, is all of this a dream starting from the moment he killed the doctor? Does that make sense? <laughs> no, it, 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 it. God damn it. <laughs> you, you kind of fried my brain there a little bit. Uh, shit. <laughs> Can I, okay, okay. Sir, this is an all seriousness. Can we just take a quick break? I really got to think about this goddamn question. Okay, yeah, no problem. I, I need a minute to just. I'm kind of, can I be, Son I'm, of a bitch. I'm kind of, I'm kind of surprised that like, maybe, cause just from the little bits that I've read, it sounds like these kind of two theories, well, maybe not the, did Hauser actually betray Copenhagen, but the, the dream, like, did it all start from when he killed the doctor? It seems like that might be a theory within the fan base. Like I said, I don't know. I'm not really in the fan base. I didn't understand. I didn't really know what the plot was until yesterday. <laughs> I, I really, I, I, I'm dead serious. I really need us. I, I really need a minute. Okay. To just 
just really think about this. Okay. This is God damn it. <laughs> Cause I threw you for a loop for the last one. So what did you do? Make it a point to to, to do it. I didn't to do mean it back to. to me? Like I said, I thought maybe this is something you would have thought of. So I'm I'm a little surprised. And I'm you know what? I'm gonna Toot, toot my own horn on this one. <laughs> hey, do it, because now right. I am completely at a loss for words. I really don't know what to think. I need a minute. All right, just, all right. Just to think. Okay, we'll take just a quick pause. <laughs> you go. Yeah, to... let's do that. All right. Fuck. All right. Uh, <laughs> wow, that, of all the questions you ever asked me, Oh my god, that one has fried my fucking brain. I, I see that. Oh, because now, oh my god. Okay, here's what's on IMDb uh, under the trivia. As director Paul Verhoeven has is careful to explain on the DVD commentary when Dr. Ed Edgemar, Roy Brocksmith, visits Quaid, he outlines the entire third act of the movie. Uh, let's see that if he kills yeah. that if kills Quaid kills him, the quote walls of reality will come crashing down moments after Quaid shoots Edgemar, the walls of the apartment literally crash down. He says that Quaid will believe himself the savior of the resistance only discover only to discover that he is in fact Cohagen's quote bosom buddy, which is exactly what happens. And he says that he will have visions of an, Alien civilization, which Quaid experiences during the mind meld with Quato. Uh, Quato, uh, yeah. Quato. Verhoeven points out that if a viewer believes the whole film is a dream, then Edgemar's prediction that Quaid will end up being lobotomized is fulfilled in the fade to white, which ends the movie. God damn you, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So that's what I read on IMDb the other night that kind of kind of fueled my my little bit my the feeling that I was having uh while watching the 1990 version and again maybe it's because I watched too much Black Mirror and there's a lot of kind of those themes within that series I, I Josh's head is going to explode it, it literally is I have now have a headache oh <laughs> I I'm not even kidding um so I'm only gonna address one aspect of any okay. and all of this fair enough because the rest of it i don't even know how to parse it out so my and give me some time because i'm gonna need some to get this through so let's say hauser let's let's say everything that hauser says is true right but my only one question about any of this is who set up the profile for Douglas Quay? Mm. And so knowing that, which I would assume would be Hauser, would be the fact that he knows he's killed innocent people and is now trying to set it up that he is no longer responsible but can fix it gotcha but that would mean the end of his existence yes 
that's all my brain can process. I'm, I'm <laughs> fine. I'm, I'm sorry. I, well, that's I, that's quite all right. I'll give you some time to to nosh on it, and maybe uh, if you want to do a quickie recording after you've kind of sat with it, because honestly, I don't know when I'm going to have this one out, so there may be time to add an addendum. <laughs> I, I I don't even know where to parse out the rest of it, let alone. You'll yeah. have to send me an email with some of that other stuff because just that one question alone was enough to make my brain explode. Like I was like, God damn, did he know he had to have known Quaid was going to do this. So like, why? Oh my God. I wish, I wish, I wish you guys could see this. I haven't seen Josh's face. Like it's just been buried or turned for like 10 minutes. I, I, I can't even. Wow, that that is such a mind fuck. I I can't even. I I, I literally can't even. Cause he's like, cause yeah, he's like, well, now it's it's my body and I want it back, buddy. So here we go. So yeah, you're kind of like, I don't know. I just I don't know if I truly believe that Hauser thought he would be able to get his body back after Quaid going through all of that. Exactly, and that yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, I feel like he just, because he's still, you're always going to be you. There's always going to be like a, a core part of just you, your personality, and what, whatever that happens to be. And I feel like Hauser's personality is not to just give in, you know, and that I think, I think Hauser truly did kind of realize he was siding with the wrong group. And maybe kind of worked with Melina a little bit, but still kept her enough in the dark where she wouldn't be, because she was already like a target and all that, you know, where she wasn't in any more danger. Well, do you also suppose that once he realized what he was doing, he had to continue with the mission Mm -hmm. just to keep it so that he knew at the end of the level when they had to reprogram him to get back to Quato and all that, that he knew his existence was done, but he was doing right. Right. Is, yeah. is That's kind of how I... God damn, damn you, Jen. <laughs> Fucking God that was a... So that, I totally needed to take a break and think about it. And even in the bathroom, I was like, God damn it. This is a tough one. When I got back, I could hear you screaming. So I was like, record, record. No. <laughs> I tried to record as soon as I could. I think I only got one. Fuck. <laughs> it's just, fuck. That's a, it was a great question. Wow. That's. So anyone yeah. listening, let us know what your thoughts are. You know, because. Please. Dozer has none right now. <laughs> Holy fuck. That was a. Should we just end right there? I, I don't even know what to do now. Bye. No. <laughs> Bye. Okay, let's go back. Let's go back. What do you think about this just implanting memories, even for even for leisure? Like this is, you know, regardless if it's the 1990 version or it's the 2012 or it seems more like a drug. I don't the way that recall was presented in 2012 because of the Asian decor, because we've got John Cho looking like Looking like some oh, yeah. sleazy magician, it felt more <laughs> opium opium den than it did like a big corporate capitalizing on fucking with your brain. What did you think about just those two differences with recall alone, and just the concept of implanting false memories? 
for fun. So give me one question at a time. You, Sorry. you presented two there quick. So <laughs> what, what's the first one you want me to address? Okay, we'll do the comparison of the way Recall is presented between the two movies. Yeah, it, it seemed like you were going to a like back alley drug house or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like it just yeah, it seemed like it seems sleazier. Yeah, it did. It did. It didn't seem like it was that we, this is a legit business kind mm-hmm. of thing. Whereas like in 1990, it definitely had more of like, like capitalizing on like this, this type of science, you know, there's, there seemed to be more of like a scientific component to it, maybe because people are in white jackets <laughs> and looking all, and there's well, doctors. And, and you can buy one for $20. Yeah, I, bought, I bought three of them. I'm... But you know what but I mean? Again, like it, it felt more science. clinical yeah. versus... It just, and then, and then I couldn't help but start thinking like, you know, my associations of with this darker Asian decor of opium den kind of sleazier. And I'm like, oh God, is that racist? Or is it just how they're being, how it's being presented to us in this film? But you know what I mean? It's just that, why? Why the difference? I think because, well, wasn't he living in the in in Australia? So it was the colony. Yes. So it's supposed to be more dingier, yeah, less okay. respectable stuff like that. I I would assume. Yeah, yeah. And then in the 1990 version, because that was on Earth, so Earth is still kind of, it's not as a as not as much of a shithole as mm-hmm. obviously Mars is under the conditions it was currently under. So you kind of have a little bit more of that cleaner feel plus just the settings you know just the lighting we've got all white it's bright white clean feels you know yeah like a clinic or a surgeon's or something more quote respectable yeah and i use that very loosely considering what they're doing (laughs) i don't think fucking with members is a respectable thing but yeah just that well, that have we had this conver- have we had this conversation before? Like, if you could change a memory, would you do it? Or, I think I, think I might I, have changed like the memory have. of that question. <laughs> yeah, please. I think we have to. Uh, oh my god! And yes. and you know, and I feel like I've maybe have talked about that that topic in other episodes too, given whatever subject matter. But it's. I don't know. Because, yeah, I think we did. I don't remember what my answer was. But, no, I don't think I would. I don't think I would. So I don't know if that's a change from before. But, mm -mm. Yeah, and I'm the same way. I I, I feel like your experiences are what you are. Whether you had them. Like, you have to have them to be the person you are. So you can't just. So imagine something like Total Recall happening. Mm -hmm. And you could just implant. That would literally depending upon what it is could literally change who you are as a person Mm -hmm. so you could no longer be the person that that is the mother to your children or even or even the wife to timmy Mm -hmm. you know like you would be a different person because now those memories or something like that would be incorporated that could literally alter your life significantly yeah to the point where it's no longer your life Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. Once again, uh, yeah, not, not, 
not involved. So then what about this kind of not trusting your own face? You know, Hauser's leaving Quaid little clues along the way in both versions and he's seeing himself and he's telling himself like, okay, no, this is what's going on. And he goes along with it because it's your face, even though it's a different quote person, personality, name or whatever. So you, you would inherently want to trust yourself. And then you find out at the end that you've been lying to yourself the whole time. I don't like that either. That's really icky. <laughs> well, it is, but we're also talking about in a world where, where you aren't even supposed to be there. Yeah. Like you are literally a transplant or whatever. The only thing I can sit there and say is at least you're following the evidence where it lies. And I think this is where the 2012 and then the 2090s kind of split a little bit because you have that dialogue between, I think it was, what's his, uh, fuck. It's um, Copenhagen <laughs> and, and, uh, and, uh, and Richter. Yes. And he yep. goes, I don't pay you to think I pay you to do. This guy had a plan and he was, uh, Ronnie Cox's character in the 90s was like trying to specifically do these certain things. He needed Richter to play along with that so that it seemed more believable because he already knew what the outcome was going to be. And I think that to me is the most terrifying thing about the 90s version is that he had every goddamn detail planned out mm -hmm. and he even mentions in the movie he goes i can't even believe it worked with all your fuck-ups yeah not not that quote right but, <laughs> that but it was like quote. yeah but it was something to the effect that i can't even believe it worked mm -hmm. everybody kept screwing it up yeah everybody kept thinking they were doing better but no this was what was supposed to happen so that that to me because I watched it the other night, too, and I was like, wow, that's, well, to be fair, that's how I work, too. You just do as you're told. Yeah. <laughs> you do the job. And when I tell you to do something, you do it. Everything else will work itself out. And everybody's like, how did you know it was going to work like that? And I was like, because I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know exactly what I'm doing. Yep. Yeah, that is, you know, just the mastermind level of villainy of 90s Copenhagen. <laughs> that dude just makes me want to spit. So gross. So, so good I, at being gross. Just real quick. Uh, do you remember uh, Aaron's surprise party at our place? Yeah. We made her cry. Yeah. Well, because I threw her off. I threw her off at the last place because Virginia's like, okay, we need to go. We, we have people waiting. And I said, let me do this and let her throw, throw off the scent. And I was like, you, Hey, Aaron, you want another one? Ah, yeah, sure. Why not? Cause it's what I would do. Yeah. And so I, and Virginia's like, we can't even have time for another drink. And I'm like, we gotta get her off the scent. We gotta do this. I mean, granted, all you guys were patient. Thank you very much. But I was like, this is what I would say. And then, cause I knew she had a few and so i knew the next one was gonna be like no nah, we should probably just get going i was like oh okay so now what's her decision ah. and then it was like ah now we can just go home and so Surprise! that's what i do yeah that's what i do is <laughs> yeah. throw people off the scent 
And I did that yes, with another guy. I did that with another surprise party where we're supposed to be somewhere. And the guy was like, well, let's go to this place. I'm like, yeah, we can stop there for one. And the guy that was running the whole thing, he looks at me and goes, no, we got to be there. I'm like, just let me do what I do. Let me do what I do. Just All right, let well, me do what I do. Well, I will then be super suspicious if for any reason they're like, no, you're hanging out with Josh around your birthday. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. no, I'm not. <laughs> No, no, I already know what's good. Something's going to happen. No, and that's number one. When I'm involved, don't. I, you, you already know this. something's. Yeah, I, I, I know what I'm doing. I know yeah, what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> Where the fuck were we? Anyways. I don't, even I don't know. know. We I blew uh, your we mind. Are we still and doing it's... the thing? <laughs> yeah, I think we're still recording. <laughs> well, are we doing the thing? Or, uh, or do we want to go back to Nightmare on Elm Street? Or oh, our our ranking our remakes? No, 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 no. I'm just saying, where are we? Like, oh, I, yeah. what, what, what what recording are we doing? God knows. <laughs> I think this is Halloween. No. <laughs> oh dear God! I you know what? I'm sorry. I'm losing you, Jen. I'm losing you. <laughs> Going through a tunnel. Like that's not. No, I can see you're in your living room. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Um, oh, one other thing I just kind of wanted to bring up, I guess, real quick with the remake is I I did like the other thing I really liked is that we do have these stronger female characters. They're not just kind of side pieces. And I don't mean that just in a sexual way, but just like, you know, they're they're in, in the remake. They're their own people. Lori, like I said, is an amalgamation of Richter and Lori from the original. And so she's really kind of like scary in that like head honcho right hand to Copenhagen kind of way. And I thought Kate Beckinsale does a really good job with the Lori role. I thought she was sufficiently scary. (laughs) Like Sharon Stone. Yeah. And and I liked um, Jessica Biel as Melina. And I like that just even the small difference of Melina finding Quaid instead of Quaid going to find her to kind of start filling in or, you know, filling in the the memory loss or whatever of what was going on. So you've got these two female characters that have they're playing a much larger role in the remake. They're doing a lot more kicking ass. And I just that's always kind of nice to see. So I was expecting a more elevated female roles in the or I was hoping to see in the remake. They gave it to us. I thought it was it was pretty good. What did you think about the comparison of the between the two different characters? Also in the remake, we've got the two lead female characters that are very similar in looks. Long brown hair, slender builds, can kick ass pretty white women <laughs> whereas well, in the in the original it's a blonde and a brunette big difference you know this is the big difference so i wonder if the choice to cast two actresses that have very similar appearances at least for this movie was a choice versus going with blonde and a brunette what i will say is is then apparently they knew in this in the remake is that they kind of knew at that point quade's um preferences and so they gave him sort of what he wanted so it's like kind of there to keep him off of that until they were ready okay because that was one of the other things too is that in the 90s is that quaid wound up doing 
are going to uh, total recall and getting whatever, whatever happened to them earlier, it was before they were ready. Mm-hmm. So I feel like in this one, they were in the, in the 2012 that they were trying to like, well, it's close, but right. Unless you're Bill Clinton, no cigar. So <laughs> can I make that reference? Is, is that too late too soon? I don't know. Oh, I think it's late. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I get what you're saying, though. I get what you're saying because it does feel like with the 1990 version, him being Quaid being married to Sharon Stone, this blonde, and then being obsessed with a brunette. It's like in the in the remake, they kind of were like, you know what? We'll give him someone that looks similar to this other brunette that you know he's going to be rec- recalling. And maybe he won't be so prone to go kind of chase the dream or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it didn't even really go down like that with Quaid and how he got to recall. So, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I, yeah, this, 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 this one's a tough one with that. Um, One of the other things I wanted to mention is that in the, in the nineties, Sharon Stone's like, well, we can go to Saturn. And mm-hmm. I was like, the fuck? Sa- you guys can go to Saturn? Right. Then go and to then, Saturn. Then she, then she said something like six weeks or something on a on a boat or something like that. And I was like, six weeks to what the fuck? Mm-hmm. What world are we living? Like, none of that was ever explained or anything like that Mm -mm. and you know what i I found that to be really interesting go ahead well i like that not i feel like in the 2021 we got more 2012 we got more explanation to things like we found out what happened to earth that there's the ufb and then the colonies and no in 2012 a little No. no no because as far as I understand it, 90s was Earth was still Earth. It was still good. Right. The only reason they made it that way in the 2012 is because they had to have someplace else to go. Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily that Earth was terrible in the 90s. It was just you could well, go to Mars. Well, yeah. That- but what I'm saying is that I like that in 2012, they give us backstory as to kind of what happened in this version versus 1990. We're just in it. They don't explain, oh. you know, kind of what's going on. This is just my what's apologies. happening. No, that's all right. My, my apologies. No, I, I get what you're saying now. Yeah. I get what you're saying now. But I kind of liked that a little. I like that a little bit more with the 90s version is that, yeah, here we are. They can you're you're colonizing Mars. You're There's people they're trying to build on Mars and, and you can go to Saturn and okie dokie. Yeah, <laughs> Whereas shit, right? 2012, it's like. Well, only these two kind of inhabitable lands exist, and kind of here's why, real quick, yada yada. Like, I fine, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, I guess I have a reason. That's great. I don't need one. It, it's not required. And can I just say, if I have to read what the hell's going on at the beginning of a movie, I'm really already pissed. Like, I'm like, I didn't, I didn't buy a fucking book. I bought a movie. So can we just do that? I admit I I missed the first little blip that they threw up on the screen up for the 2012 because I wasn't ready for there to be little word, you know, the little computer typey words up there telling me what's going on. 
And so I did kind of miss that, but then saw that there was, yeah, UFB in the colonies, Australia. So I was like, oh, all right. I guess I could rewind, but I don't care enough. Yeah, <laughs> well, there, there's that too. Yeah, because we didn't we didn't need it in the 1990 version. So, yeah. And for some reason, the 2012 version felt longer. But there's a did it really? To me, it kind of did. Maybe it's because I was. I was in a, a poopy pants mindset when I first started it. So I was like, oh, my God, everything's taking forever. But there's only a few minute difference between the run times of between the two versions. See, I actually thought that the 2012 version was actually a lot more action packed and, and, and a lot more going on. And <laughs> and they did. Yeah, they've got. Yeah, there was more action, more fight sequences, the, the computer, the CGI with like the flying car chase scenes and everything um yeah yeah while we're on the topic of special effects what did you think i mean they didn't do exactly the same things here in terms of you know even just like and stuff like that yes so we don't get that kind of special effects uh in 2012 in in that sense of you know the makeup and costuming or whatever it, it's really more for like the sequences the fight scenes the action sequences uh whereas in 1990 it seemed like there was kind of a mix of practical and special effects but then it's like you know the face bloating out you know when it's exposed to the mars air even when he goes to pull out the tracker and it's like this gigantic ass marble through his nose which is just utterly ridiculous and i loved it so much 2012 it's some sort of thing in your palm that he just cuts out and and pulls out okay i wrote that down too like, okay <laughs> well you you go first what what did you think of of that particular uh, difference in the movie but then go ahead and 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 talk about uh the special effects in both of them because i i kind of have a answer too but i want to hear yours first actually so when it comes to specifically that scene of removing the tracking device the phone or whatever i prefer the 1990 version because even compared to the effects we have now you know it looks dated and kind of cheesy or whatever i still love it I think it's still so great. And I think, I just kind of think in ni- the 1990 version has a little bit more comedy to it. It's, there's parts that, you know, kind of like, kind of like RoboCop as well. There's bits of humor, there's bits of comedy in it. And I think the special effects adds to that in the 1990 version, especially with this scene. And so I, I prefer that over the 2012 version. Now, in terms of special effects between the two, I think I, I think it's kind of hard to compare because in two in the nineteen ninety version, we get we're getting a lot more special effects having to do with like the face, faces, you know, with the mutants, with the head bloating on Mars, and with the gigantic marble through the nose. So it's I feel like it's hard to compare these styles of special effects uh, because. In 2012, like I said, it feels like it's more for the scenes, the sets, for these action sequences to make it, just to kind of bolster the movie in that sense. So I think that the effects for 2012 were, were well done. They were fine. The, the sequences were fine. I didn't, I didn't love all of them, but I thought it definitely 
there definitely were, I agree with you, more action kind of sequences throughout 2012. But like I said, it's it's hard to kind of compare because we're applying effects to kind of two different things. One to the body and one more to like the background and the surroundings. So I think 2012 special effects are very 2012 special effects. I felt like there was a bit of lens flare going on throughout and I forgot to look up when uh, Chris Pine's Star Trek movie came out because there was a fuck ton of lens flare in that movie. It hurt my eyeballs. And so I'm like, is this around that same time where lens flare in movies was like a thing? <laughs> but regardless, I thought the effects for 2012 for their sequences were fine. And I did miss more of like the body effects, if that makes sense. What about you? I don't know about the body effects other than just that it was, yeah, they did a lot of face stuff in, in the 91. Um, I thought it was great. I mean, for 90s, I mean, we're talking practical and special effects and stuff like that. It's, we, we've had this discussion. I, I didn't feel like though that the 2012 had a whole lot of, like, I know there was a lot of CGI, but it actually looked pretty good mm -hmm. for 2012, and I really enjoyed it. One of my favorite scenes is is uh, when uh, Kate Beckinsale and uh, Colin Farrell go at it, and then there's that chase scene. I thought that mm -hmm. was beautifully directed. Like, that was really cool. Mm -hmm. Like, I know they're, like, tiny dots and flying over this flying over that but that was a cool scene i mm -hmm. really liked it and well, let's face it uh was it paul van horn you uh know, verhoven uh, paul verhoven oh my god can somebody just give this guy a million dollars and just like i said <laughs> it before just 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 give him a million dollars and just let him direct whatever it is he wants. Can we can we just do this? Like, I feel like there's another good movie in him. So, yeah, I, I, special effects. I know, I know it was a lot more digitized in, in the 2012. I, I keep going back and forth with the 90s. And I'm just like, eh, it was good, but it wasn't eh. I feel like it was appropriate for the movie and kind of like the tone of the movie because like I said there's I thought there were some kind of funnier bits you know with the one-liners and everything and I even felt like Arnie's acting was it was just kind of weird and I wasn't sure if it was a conscious choice but so, like I said some of the facial expressions he had he just like as he's kind of dropping some of these one-liners and these quips, he's kind of smiling, like, you know, being a smug, sarcastic, you know, butthole or whatever. But so I'm like, is that supposed to be the comedy part? Cause I think it's kind of funny. So I felt like the, the effects also kind of goes with that, especially watching it now, knowing what kind of effects we can have. But you know, it's like the, um, the two weeks, in the original, the two week scene with the lady, and then the she starts shaking and freaking out, and then the head <laughs> opening up, and then it's Arnie, and it's like it's. I mean, yeah, for the time it was amazing, 
now it still looks okay i think knowing that yeah. it's from 1990s so it, it could look a hell of a lot worse <laughs> no and and i and, and to be fair even in the 2012 i was like is this just another throwaway kind of thing that they're doing because mm -hmm. i was like this was terrible the way they did it. they could have they could have added a little more and i wish they would have done it in the 90s version like a little bit more with that, mm -hmm. with the him trying to get through to the Mars, whatever I don't know, yeah, yeah, ship or whatever. But the one that they did, the one that they did in 2012 was just like it was kind of a throwaway again, and I was like, oh come on, guys, iconic scene, and now you're just gonna throw it away. Come I on. don't know. See, and here I I disagree. Where I felt like you had to have really? you had to have some sort of nod to the two weeks lady because these again another like <sighs> iconic scene from the original one. You know when the head opens up and the ah, there he is, surprise. But I and I did kind of and I did like that because I felt like you couldn't make the two weeks lady him again. You know what I mean? That that was him in disguise. Because you're not going to be able to really redo it to replicate it, even with the technology the movie was using with these hologram collars or whatever. It, you're just not going to have that same effect, that same impact. So I do like that she was as much of a she was in the forefront of the scene at first. And, you know, to try and kind of, I think, maybe mislead the audience. But I was glad that it ended up not being her. She was just someone making her way through i thought i thought that was i liked that little nod to the original but my question is in both of them with both of these in both versions with this kind of disguise whether it's some sort of mechanical head piece that opens up and you know that's how you get it on or off or these hologram collars why are you not able to say more than like a couple of words, a couple of sentences? Are these disguises meant to just simply get away in a crowded space and not really talk to anybody? And if so, that's just poor planning because I feel like in whatever futures these are, that would have already been built into that technology. <laughs> Am I overthinking it? Two weeks. <laughs> Is how I have to answer that. I, 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 that's all I got for you. I'm not busting my brain over another one like that. I already uh, broke it. Yeah, you already busted my brain. Two weeks is all I got for you. All right. But that was just something I just kind of thought was a little funny and silly. So I was like, why can't you not speak? Yeah, I, I have no idea. that. Well, to, to, to go on that, so... In the in the '90s version, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a construction worker. Yes, you have technology that can go to not only Mars but Saturn, <laughs> and we're still using fucking jackhammers. Mm -hmm. We have not developed anything else. Mm -mm. I, I I wrote that down. And I was like, seriously? <laughs> you know, it makes me wonder. Is that just like a way to like torture the poor? <laughs> the laborers of that time like yes we have the technology but you're down at the bottom you're on surface level and we don't give a shit about you but even then let's just i mean 
even as a company, like let's say you bought the worst technology. Seriously, at that point, if you can go to Saturn, there's something else other than fucking jackhammers. There literally has to be. <laughs> I, I swear to God. There has to be. Well, we saw that gigantic drill thing at the end of the 1990 version, you know, with uh, Benny driving it and like yeah. heading towards Hauser and, and Melina. I, I like that just bothered me. I was like, oh, my God, we can go to Saturn. Seriously. But yet <laughs> a fucking jackhammer. Yeah. What? What the fuck? Yeah. Because um, it's probably cheaper. It's probably still no, just cheaper. That's ob- no, that has to be literally obsolete. Like, even okay, then he's working for literally the worst company ever. And even the second worst company is like, dude, we got these particle lasers and we can just do this. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, and those only cost 50 bucks. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> well, you know, they're still running. I don't know. I, you yeah, know, that you know. pissed me off. Oh boy. Oh, look at you getting all worked up. Well, now I'm starting to go through my list. And now, because <laughs> it's, I don't know why, but every time I do my lists and my notes, it's always like shit that pisses me off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did try and write down, same here. I did try to write down some of the things that I did like. So I think, um, let's see. Should we start wrapping this up and hit up some stray bubbles? Any of those kind of last little things just you want to bring up? Uh, If you're saying wrapping it up for another hour, then yes. yes. It's the Midwest goodbye. Yeah. (laughs) It's the, well, (laughs) knee slap, and we're still going to sit here for another 40 minutes. (laughs) Because some of my notes here are going to, they may go a little longer. Well, take Um, it away, Dozer. Okay. So what what, what did you find? interesting about the dialogue versus the 90 and 2012 because i actually thought that the 90s version it had a lot of overlay with a lot of some of the dialogue so it seemed a lot more realistic and then as opposed to the 2012 where it was like everybody had their spot mm-hmm. but in the two in, in the in the 90s it was like there was dialogue overlay and I thought that was kind of interesting as well too. Do, what, did you pick up on that at all or no, no, not really. But now that you mention it, it's kind that is kind of interesting. Uh, I guess with like the dialogue and stuff, I, with the, with the remake, it's like, you know, cause I had just watched the 1990 version the night before. So I'm like, okay, now I know the plot and the storyline and everything. And it was more or less just to see how they're going to work in telling that story. So I was trying to, so that's kind of, I guess, a bit more of what I was paying attention to. And that's, you know, noticing when they're, you know, even saying lines from the movie, you know, it's just, I just work here. Um, He doesn't say like King of Mars, King of Mars. (laughs) And then like, yeah, then. You know, in the first one, he says, consider this a divorce. But in the remake, he's like, apparently we're separated now once, you know, he realizes Lori's chasing him and everything. So more or less kind of, I guess that's more of what I was picking up on. I thought the writing was in the 1990 version, a little cheesy and corny, 
not not and not in a bad and I don't mean that in a bad way and maybe it was just kind of the delivery maybe it's just a sign of the times or something that style of movie for that kind of genre I, I, I'm was not it, sure wasn't that Arnold anyway the one-liners and, and yeah, stuff like that too yeah so. and so again yeah kind of the sign of the time so and I just thought I don't know I guess like I said, with the with the remakes, since I kind of knew what was going on, I didn't pay a whole hell of a lot of attention to the dialogue until I'm like, no, I want to know, is this going to end the same or will it end differently? Are they is that where they'll throw in another like small twist or something? So, yeah, no, I didn't really pick up on that, but that's a good good observation. So one of the other things I wrote down too, and I know it it only happens early in the movie. But let's just say you're a guy, or in your case, I guess a girl. I guess that yeah, works. Guess. <laughs> um, you're you're on your way to work. You know, you're like, uh, I got my I got my coffee. I'm on my way to work. All of a sudden, you're on the elevator, and it explodes. <laughs> Like, what the hell? All these people, like, in, in both of them, it, it, especially in the 90s and the 2012, like, people are just going to work, and all of a sudden, they're getting shot at. It oh, was yeah. like, all you did was, hey, you know, I kissed my kids good, you know, you know, yep. and wished them a good day at school, hugged the wife, and, you know, nah. Now you're in an elevator, and all of a sudden, something's crashing down on you and killing you. Yep. I was like, what the fuck was that? Yep. <laughs> it's, like, it. it's like working in an office building in a Marvel or DC movie. It's yeah, there's no, there's a hazard yeah. to it. <laughs> there's a risk to it. <laughs> Wait, Iron Man's around? No, yep. I, ah, quit, shit. I quit. I quit. I quit. I quit. Ah, fuck. Is Hulk mentioned that? Is the Hulk leaping from building to building again? Because that's not going to end well. <laughs> yeah, no, we're done. <laughs> no, uh, I'll be a subway janitor and yep. uh, we'll be, we'll be done with this. <laughs> that was one of the things like these people are just going to work. And then in the 2012, the, the elevator door opens and Kate Beckinsale is just laying waste to people. And I'm like, dude, these people are just trying to go to work. Mm -hmm. I did have as like a note, like that, 2012 Lori Kate Beckinsale is fast like Jason fast like how the fuck is she catching yes. up to them so quickly does she know like are there like little secret tunnels or tubes she's taking <laughs> how how <laughs> yeah exactly she's just Johnny on the spot and I'm like what the fuck <laughs> every single time Tim's like how the fuck did she get there <laughs> I was like, I don't know, movie magic, <laughs> teleportation. Do we really need to go into the the three tick girl again? I think nah. we kind of exhausted that. Yep. It was a throwaway in the 2012. Congratulations, you did nothing with it. <laughs> they had to, like I said. So now this is this is a plot point. I or not a plot point, maybe necessarily, but what did you think? of not having the mutants and all that extra crap in the 2012 versus the 90s. Honestly, like, I I kind of missed the mutants. That was a that was a disappointment in the 2012 really? was the no you, mutants. You thought that was a disappointment. Yeah, I would have 
I would have liked to have seen that part of that original storyline carry through. But I guess, you know, you're not on Mars, so you're not being, you know, so that's not what's causing mutations or anything. But it's like if the rest of the Earth is still inhabitable, there could potentially be something that causes mutations, you know, down in the colonies. But well, they had that chemical war, so that yeah. could have been one of them. So, yeah, I, I missed it, to be honest. Again, that's that felt like it was taking a step away from the, the science fiction the sci-fi of it exactly and i was gonna sit there and say the same thing at least it, it the 2012 felt more like an action movie mm -hmm. more than a science fiction movie because of that aspect even though apparently you can run through the earth's core which is molten lava anyway but apparently we have steel that can withstand it Mm -hmm. Ugh, go go fuck yourself. I don't I don't buy that. <laughs> but mutants are absolutely believable. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I was I was thinking about I was like, what's more believable? Still that can withstand the molten core or mutants? I don't know. I think mutants. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe know, not but... maybe not X-Men level mutants, but more like 1990s. Mutants. But that was the other thing too, is that the, the mutants in uh, on Mars were also psychic. So that's kind of X-Men level there. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That is true. They just need they just need their Professor X. They need <sighs> Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Teach him the ways. Well, I guess that would be James McAvoy then. The younger. Anyways. <laughs> no, <laughs> let's let's can we not do that? I don't want to get into that. Okay, fine. What okay, else you got, so, Dozer? So what I want to also ask you is, so in the 90s version, uh, Mr. Uh, Copenhagen, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to let this one go now. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so at the end of the movie, he was like, you're going to kill us all if you activate it. Do you really think he thought that it would kill everybody? Or did he know what it would do? Here's a mind fuck for you now. Like, did he absolutely believe? Because he kept saying, you're going to kill us all. Mm -hmm. But as he's being sucked out, knowing he's going to die, he's not even saying, hit it. Right. I thought about that, too, because, you know, he is he does say something like, you know, it, it doesn't work. You know, it's. There's a reason why the aliens never turned it on, blah, 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 you know, and it sounded convincing and not just uh, a villain at the end of his ropes or anything like that. You know, that kind of last ditch effort. He sounded like he he legitimately thought that it wasn't going to work. So I thought that was kind of interesting because the, the whole time I was just assuming that, yeah, he he knew it would work and intentionally kept it off so he could continue to profit from it, you know? But I will admit that the way he was reacting really does kind of leave you to think maybe he really thought it wasn't going to work. Maybe Correct. he really and thought he was trying to do something. Well, no, not really, but <laughs> you well, know what I mean? Like, yeah. So that was, I, I did kind of, I did think about that for a second, but I, I think I just defaulted to like, nah, he's just, he's a baddie. He, he, he's a great villain in that, you know, he's, you know, played Quaid, you know, like a, 
like a chess game or whatever, moving all the pieces around and this and that. And then for him to still be all like that intelligent, have that much forethought, and then still not know what this machine does, truly does, and whether or not it works. I was like, really? But I don't, I don't know. Cause yeah, first, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say my takeaway was, is that there's a scene where Quato gets in uh, Hauser's mind Mm -hmm. and that, and that is, I don't even know if the thing will work and it'll probably just melt on the planet. There's it's, it's like a really quick scene. It's only like 20 seconds, maybe, which to me is like, no, that's kind of a important part. You should have maybe developed it a little bit, Mm -hmm. but, but even, like I said, even as he's being sucked out in the atmosphere, uh, uh, Copenhagen, I'm going to stress it like that. (laughs) It, 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 but even then as he's being like, he knows he's going to die. He's not even taking the chance to sit there and say, hit it. Like, Mm -hmm. don't do it. So, how bad was Cohagen at the end of the movie? Like he didn't want anybody to die necessarily, even though granted he shut off the air and all that. But I, I got a feeling he was going to turn it back on then. Cause I mean, how do you as a corporation just sit there and be like, Oh yeah, a bunch of people died. Yeah. Trust me. Hmm. So he was going to do it, but I really think he thought that, it was gonna melt down the planet. I yeah. I think so. I I don't know. I, he like I said, he was definitely he definitely sound convincing at the end there when he's like, no, no, it's it will melt the earth. Like, hmm. It does it does kind of make you wonder. I will admit. Yeah. That so that was he. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, no, he still had that like super sexist, misogynistic line towards uh, Melina. So I don't care. Expand your face, blow up, don't give a shit. Well, it's, it's really <laughs> I mean, that guy. Oh, just yeah. now. I'm now. I'm just be like, I'm looking. I'm gonna look up after we're done. I'm gonna be like, what else is he in? Because this guy's good. Yeah, <laughs> he is good. Well, but then again, well, hold on. But Uh-oh. he was in two uh, Van uh, Van Horn. Van Hoven. Van Hoven, God damn it, I'm never going to get that right, ever. <laughs> the Van Hoven movies, so it's like, you did RoboCop, you did Total Recall, just call it a career, dude. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't know what you know about science. <laughs> it okay, exists. Well, I got... It exists. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I think that is a win, because there's some people that won't even grant me that. Oh, yeah. But doesn't Mars need, like, some sort of atmosphere to like withhold the oxygen and all that stuff. Like, I feel like yes. Mars doesn't have that atmosphere. So that shit would have just went and everybody just would have died anyway. I mean, unless that was part of what the machine does is stabilize, is to create and stabilize the atmosphere. So that way it can withhold in the oxygen and clean it up and just, it's like a magic cure all. It, it was just like a magic wand that's going to fix Mars and make it livable. I don't know. I, I don't know. That There's one. a woman with three tits and Arnie was in a mechanical woman's head. I, it, whatever. <laughs> they can go to Saturn, but they have jackhammers. 
whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. You can go to Saturn, but we're still bashing rocks with Jesus Christ. Might as well have a chain gang out there at that point. Right. Oh my God! And then, so you know what happened with the production of ninety, right? Uh, what's that? So everybody was sick. So they did a lot of the filming in Mexico City. Yes, I had heard that. Yeah. And apparently everybody got food poisoning except for Arnold, who had his food brought in Mm -hmm. specifically. So because he'd already gotten sick on another on a different movie set filming. Was that Conan? It might have been. I don't remember what it was, but he had already gone through it. He'd kind of been there, done that, because when I was first reading that, you know, it's just like, you know, yeah, everyone got sick and food poisoning except for Arnie, who had his food prepared and brought in from America. And before I continued reading my first, that was like, oh, that's fucking bougie of you. But then it goes in to say that he'd already gone through that experience once and he had learned. Yeah. <laughs> and there was like another guy, too, I think, on set that I don't maybe it was maybe it was still Arnie. But yeah, still took all the precautions and would only like use bottled water to brush his teeth and you know drink and all of that stuff and he got teased by the crew until they all got sick. Yeah, it and, and I don't remember if that was Arnie or a different crew member, but either way I thought that was maybe a little sweet justice for that dude. <laughs> Make fun of my ass. <laughs> now who can't stop throwing up and shit in their pants? <laughs> And the only thing I got left is, so I I, I talked about the uh, director of the 90 and 2012. Like, I I feel like both of them were very well shot. I really like both of them. I mean, if you're going to watch Total Recall, watch the 90s. If you only got one to watch, Mm -hmm. watch the 90s. But you're still not going to go wrong with the 2012. The only reason I'm going to give the... And the real nod to the 90s is because of Jerry Goldsmith, the composer. Mm, okay. That music for Total Recall, shut the hell up. And he's been a part of countless movies that we've we've talked about. Oh, and okay. I feel like we should we should really I feel like we should do like a half hour episode or something like that, just talking about him. We could. His music is just phenomenal because that's the one thing I thought 2012 was missing. Mm. You had the action, you had the great or pretty good directing. You had the, you had everything except for some goddamn music. Yeah. Kind of set that tone. Music does play a really big part. I have to admit that I'm not always paying like a whole hell of a lot of attention to like the music or the soundtrack, you know, the score or anything. But when I do, it's because it has really standing out. It's really pulled me into like, I almost have to like step out of that moment of getting sucked in to be able to appreciate like, wow, it's really good between what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing is pulling me in. Like we kind of talked about with the thing 1982 and how that opens up and that beat and that kind of steady heartbeat. It's, dark and it's kind of creepy and it, i think it really sets the tone for the well, rest was, of that movie so that was done by john carpenter himself he actually oh. composed it too himself well he did a very good job yeah well <laughs> as simple as it was yeah and that's the thing too is it doesn't always have to be like some big flashy thing but as long as it's just enough to set it in you know just to 
pull you in to that moment. So I will admit I didn't really have any of that with either of these movies, but that's not to say that 1990s music in the score wasn't good, but I was maybe just trying to be like, what do I remember from this movie? <laughs> but besides, besides triple tits and two weeks <laughs> and Sharon Stone. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, Jerry Goldsmith, just to go through some of his accolades, he did uh, Poltergeist, Hoosiers, Basic Instinct. Oh, uh, okay, okay. And, I mean, this guy, it, it, he, all, all your favorites, Rambo, uh, First Blood Part Two, which ugh, don't get me started on that. Um, Alien. Uh, I'm just looking oh, at the okay, grab yeah, one, yeah. stuff like yeah. that. All right, all right. So yeah, so he's a man that obviously knows what he's doing. So oh god, does he ever? Well, he's no longer with us, but wow. Well, we could absolutely do like a little kind of a mini episode on him so i feel like somebody should if there isn't already one and i'll look it up yeah we should be the well we shouldn't be the people to do it we'll be the people to do it (laughs) we'll put it that way somebody else way better than us should be (laughs) paying him homage don't make us do it we'll do it and then y'all be sorry (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he died in uh, 2004. So, oh. all right. Well, a couple of my stray bubbles that I have. If you're done, if you've got them all out, got all your. I do. All right. So I had mentioned Lori's like Jason Fast. Um, Quaid doesn't get kicked in the nuts like at all in the 2012 version. So that made me sad because in 1990, when he's having that first fight scene with Sharon Stone, she fucking nails him in the nuts three times in that one scene. And then I think she gets him again a fourth time in a later con- uh, confrontation. So I was oh, dis- I I'm disappointed that Colin Farrell didn't get kicked in the nuts once. <laughs> Not Colin Farrell, but <laughs> his version well, of Well, I'm, I'm fine with that answer anyway. So I'm fine with that. Yeah, Colin Farrell. I'm not a fan of his. I mean, I don't wish ill will against him, but if he got kicked in the nuts, but a nut should be. <laughs> but a football to the groin is would be just fine. Uh, the other note, couple notes that I have is they've got Obama bucks, which I thought yeah! that just tickled oh, me. I loved that. I fucking can't believe I didn't write that down. That was fucking hilarious. I had that real big. I was like, Obama bucks. I want Obama bucks. <laughs> Yeah, and, David Busters will start it. <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, no, the lack of the Johnny Cabs in the remake. Oh, fuck. Those oh. creepy ass fucking cab drivers. Oh, they're so scary. So fucking hilarious. They are hilarious. But yeah, so no Johnny Cab. There's that. Oh, and then when uh, Harry comes in and and he's talking to Quaid in both versions, you know, and he's like, no, no, I'm in your mind and they've implanted me here and, you know, you've gone too far and, you know, Bob, all this and that. In the original version, Harry offers him a pill, which I felt was very kind of matrixy. But in the in the remake, there is no pill. He does not offer him drugs, but he still gets shot in the head. No, it wasn't Harry in, in the remake. It was uh, that doctor. No, it was oh, his no, buddy. No, 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 no. It was, no, it, yeah, it, Harry was in the remake. It was the doctor in the 90s. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. My mistake. My mistake. 
But either way, he was not offered the pill. Or yeah, so he was not offered drugs in in the remake. <laughs> Sorry, it's funny. So, uh, j- just to kind of bring both of them together, what what were some of the things you liked out of the 2012? Like, because I feel like we talked about the 90s one a lot in this. So, what 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 can you say about the 2012? Uh, let's see. Like I said, I really like Brian Cranston's uh, casting choice in this. Uh, the right. elevated, strong female roles from for for both Lori and Melina, and they and, had two great actresses and for they had, it too. Yes. And um, I did, and di- I did for the most part enjoy the action sequences, the fight scenes, and everything. I loved seeing John Cho even in his small role. So I really liked the casting in the 2012. I don't I don't have any feelings one way or another towards Colin Farrell. I know some people really like him, some people don't. He's he's an actor and he's in things I've seen. Okay, having said that, mm-hmm. do you think this is a step up or a step down for him? I, I can't really say because I don't watch movies specifically for Colin Farrell. So I can't say that I've seen I mean, other than like, I just watched the Batman where he's like um, unrecognizable in that as the as um, Oswald Cobblepot. OK, um, but I thought he did a really good job in that. But otherwise, I really couldn't tell you anything I've seen no, well, specifically starring Colin Farrell. So I have nothing else to compare it to. In so terms of what, I, what I'm down. saying, well, what I'm asking, though, is, is that if this is your first colin farrell movie is this a is this a good spot or would you say uh he could have done way better i i think he could have done better but i'm um yeah i think he could have done better and also i feel like this role this version of quaid could could be played by really any handful of 2012 big time action kind of stars you know like uh richard dreyfus patrick Swayze, or jeff bridges <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> to richard dreyfus 2012 could absolutely i want to know what who threw that out because i'd be like you're fired uh, <laughs> so i thought yeah i think he he maybe could have done better i because i to compare him to the only to compare his performance to the only other one I'm somewhat familiar with, seeing what he was able to do in the Batman, and granted there is a nice eight year, uh, you know, or more than eight, you know, ten year, yeah, time difference. So I feel like I I know that he can do more at least now. I thought he still did fine, but I also feel like, unlike the '90s version, I could see just damn near anybody in this role. I could see like a 2012 Ryan Reynolds in this role. You know, oh, don't action. even say shit like that. Oh, that's oh. that's all I'm saying is that it, he could have been interchangeable with any other kind of big name actor, especially in that time period of 2012. So I don't and, think and, like and this role is is specifically like, oh, my God, like I think of Colin Farrell. I think of Total Recall 2012. No, I think of Arnie and you think of. Terminator, Total Recall, you know, Conan, all of those. I don't really think of anyone when I think of Colin Farrell. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're going to sit there and say, 
Oh, did you see that Total Recall remake? Yeah, the one with Kate Beckinsale, Jessica Biel, and Brian Cranston. Yes. Like, Colin Farrell's, like, literally at the end of that list. Kind of, yeah. And, you know, and like I said, I don't have anything against the guy. And he does he does no. a fine job in this movie, you know, but it's yeah. I didn't think it was anything really standout-ish, I guess. And so, I would agree with that. My overall rating for this movie is eh. I didn't yeah. I, I didn't have a bad as bad of a time as I thought I was gonna uh but I and I had a slightly better time so I had a slightly better time than I was anticipating but and and just one more question yes and then we can we can start wrapping this up what story did you like better did you like the remake story better uh, did you like the the going to Mars in the 90s or did you like the fact that they kept it more earthly and stuff like that in the 2012. Which one did you prefer story-wise? I think I prefer, I prefer the nineties version story-wise. You know, I just, I like that space travel part of it, that science fiction part of it, of literally like space and aliens and mutants so they gave us a little bit of everything in the 1990s whereas we've said 2012 definitely feels more action adventure mm -hmm. and a, a couple steps back from science fiction itself like you know so i i guess i liked yeah the 90s storyline what about you i i would i would agree with that i mean don't get me wrong 2012 is definitely worth a watch I I thought it was better than I was expecting. I thought I thought the uh, the the fight scenes and and just the the director was. I mean, like they those scenes seemed to fit. They were something different, a little bit too as well. You don't get to see that because everything's always like quick flash motion. Mm -hmm. But then they brought it out and it's like now you get to see some of this i i thought it was really good i yeah. it's it's not the greatest uh remake i've ever seen but it's it's still a solid one i i enjoyed it i was really thinking i was gonna be like fucking jen <laughs> <laughs> i was I, you know what i thought that too i was like fucking josh i even said mm -hmm. that to timmy i was like like, I have a feeling I'm going to be yelling at Josh tomorrow. And he started mm -hmm. laughing. I was like, it's going to be fucking RoboCop all over again. <laughs> but it's not. So. Well, it did right off the bat. And it, I, if, yeah, at first, like I said, I was ready to have a bad time. And I was like, all right, fine. This wasn't a bad time. <laughs> all right. Speaking of bad times, let's go through and rank our remakes. <laughs> I need I need two minutes. Okay. All right. I'm back. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. All right, so we will go ahead and rank the remakes that we have covered so far. I will go over that list here real quick. Starting with, in the order that we recorded them from oldest to most recent, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, RoboCop, Little Shop of Horrors, Evil Dead, Black Christmas 2006 and Black Christmas 2019. The Thing 2011? <laughs> Is that where we yeah. ended up? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we have to. I think we have to, honestly. Yeah. All right. And Total Recall. For anyone that might be confused about our ranking, you know, our decision on The Thing, and go and listen to our episode on The Things if you haven't already because 
Josh kind of blew my mind in that episode. So I got him back and exploded his brain on this one. So, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. I, well, I remember listening or I re-listened to one of our other episodes and it was after the RoboCop one. I forget what it was. And you said, well, I'm going to make you watch a shit one. I'm like, well, don't make that a goal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. So, all right, Josh, are you ready to rank our remakes? No. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to go first because all right. This is going to mine's going to be the same. Okay, I'm sure it is. Should do you want me to start from my lowest rank and work my way to number 1? You do whatever floats your boat. All right. We'll go that route. So, in last place as it should be, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. Then followed. I thought, we were, I thought we were doing Black Christmas was the the, low, the lowest one. You did this last time. I went off my notes from last time. Where's my big old notes? Black Christmas 2019 and Nightmare on Elm Street were both in seventh and eighth place last time. Yeah. So now I thought, I thought we both agreed that we were gonna bury Black Christmas. Did we? I don't. Rem- I haven't edited the things yet, so I don't remember what we oh, talked about. God damn it. <laughs> So, but I think we did talk about like our bottom set really can be interchangeable, at least for me. Like my my bottom three can it could be in any order of last place of the yeah. Of the no, last mine three, so. can't. Mine oh, can't. Okay. Mine are dead set. Of your they bottom three, the shit ones, the ones you yeah. hated. Okay, so my bottom three is again interchangeable, but Nightmare in Elm Street, Black Christmas 2019, and. Friday the 13th. Then coming up in fifth and sixth place. Right now, I'm going Robocop in sixth and Total Recall in five. In fifth place. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I don't hate this movie as much as I hated 2014's Robocop. I don't know why. Maybe after, maybe Robocop broke me. So my expectation was a little lower for this one. I, I, I really, that's my only working theory I have right now. I honestly don't know because I can see them being very similar. Yeah. But, and then in fourth place, I've got Black Christmas 2006. Third place is The Thing 2011. Second is Evil Dead and the reigning movie remake top remake little shop of horrors with rick moranis and ellen green and steve martin and jim belushi and bill murray <laughs> well it depends on what version you watch jim uh, yeah yeah yeah, a, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't want my goddamn director's <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> all right are you ready yet yeah <sighs> essentially mine is is not changed since last time. Little Shop's going to be number one. It's the greatest remake. I I don't know. You're going to get a better remake than that. Yeah. Uh, Evil Dead is number two. Just, wow, did they take that in a dark way? And it was great. Mm -hmm. This is where I cheat. Yeah, last time you had the three-way tie, and I was like, ugh. Well, now we got a four-way tie. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Total Recall's in there. So it's The Thing 2011, the 2012 uh, Total Recall, RoboCop 2000, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, Black Christmas 2006. Okay. And then 
and then it's still the last three are still the same three. It's Friday the 13th, Nightmares after that, and then still that fucking how dare you call yourself a Black Christmas movie <laughs> as you decided to, to, to define it as as the last one. That 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 I don't know how that one's I don't know how you put Friday the or Nightmare below that one. I still don't know how you do that. I don't know. I think because I'm I'm a Freddy girl. <laughs> so I was I, I nightmare. The original Nightmare on Elm Street was the first horror movie I ever saw at five. <laughs> so it's cemented, burned, <laughs> burned into my brain well, as the superior as like the my the horror movie. You know what I mean? So I guess I'm, I mean, I'm a little pickier. It. Let's face it, Freddy has got to be one of the most iconic horror people ever. Like, he kills you in your dreams and all that stuff. Like, that's... Yeah. Yeah. And then they fuck... Well, leave it to fucking... What's his name? Michael Bay? Oh, my God. Oh, God. Fucking <laughs> So, all right. Well, that was fun. <laughs> was it? Well, yeah, it was up until I said that name. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. So I know you had a busy day. We are re- we are recording on Memorial Day. So um, there's, you know, I sent the outline last night and then kind of updated it this morning. But like I said, it's Memorial Day, busy doing stuff and enjoying the extra day off. And but we've hosting got our... the UW hosting the UW alumni band. Yes, that's what that's what Dozer spent his morning doing. So, but we do have the six degrees of Nicolas Cage again. Did you get a chance to throw anything together, or I, I did not. Okay, I, I I seriously did not. Once that's... I saw your email and you and you sent that, I was like, oh, I already got fifteen <laughs> people here. Fuck, no. I don't have time to do this. And that's quite all right. Like I said, I knew you were busy today. We were originally going to record a little later because I was going to give you some time to, you know, decompress, do whatever, no rush. But uh, we were able to start a little early. Not that that matters. But anyways. Do you have one? I do. I did both movies. No shit. Yes, shit. Okay, hold on. Yeah. Who was the person you picked off of uh, 2012? Uh, Bokeem Woodbine. And I have no idea. Woodbine, Woodbine, I'm not sure if I'm saying the name correctly. And my apologies. I was going to do it. And I was just, because you told me I could, I don't have to do both. Right. I was going to pick one. And I was going to be like, well, I'm definitely picking Kate Beckinsale. She was in her underwear. So I was like, (laughs) I wanted to do that one. But once I thought about it, I was like, how the fuck am I even going to do this? <laughs> so how did you do this? Okay. So for 2012 with uh, Bokeem Woodbine, you know, he is, he's in the 2012 Total Recall as uh, Quaid's best friend, but also part of the agency or whatever, UFB. Um, but he was also in The Rock with Nicolas Cage. Wait, seriously? That seriously. was the same guy? Yeah. All right. Oh, no way. All right. So here's for ni- 1990 took me a little longer because I wasn't sure which actor I was going to follow. And I kind of started taking paths for a couple of different ones. But I was like, this isn't working because um, I'm like, I feel like this is taking too many steps. So I just went with Arnie 
And he was in Batman and Robin as Mr. Freeze, who was also um, who also starred Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. She was in a movie called 43 as fake Lois Lane that also had Emma Stone in it, playing a character, Veronica, who is in The Croods with Nicolas Cage. She voices Eep, his daughter. Ta-da! Jazz hands. No, that's Benny loves you. (laughs) (laughs) Ta-da! Oh my God, my wife will still not stop doing that. (laughs) Yeah, she kept doing that. A while ago and then she explained it and then she kept doing it and then she's like you guys need to see it <laughs> no you really do it's a great movie well i shouldn't say great but it's, it's a fun movie. it sounds like it's a lot of fun it's it well when one guy does all the acting special effects and all that stuff That's and like the guy literally did it it took him five years to do it so wow okay fun fact so yeah so that's my six degrees of Nicolas Cage. Ta-da. Maybe, maybe next time when we do this again, I'll be like, I can get Kate Beckinsale to six <laughs> degrees, but we'll we'll tr- we'll make sure and pick something with Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> All right, but, fair enough. Fair enough. So, Please, no problem. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. This was a really good conversation. I'm sorry I exploded your brain. A little bit, except or a little bit. Sorry, <laughs> that a lot of it. A lot of it. That that I was like, "Fuck, you did." He had to have known that was going to happen. Oh my god! I really didn't. I thought that's something that may have crossed your mind as well. So I, it's it's blowing my mind how blown your mind is. Well, it it don't get me wrong. It did cross my mind, but then I was like eight beers in and i was like whatever <laughs> fucking who cares but but yeah and when you finally brought it up and i was like fuck he had to have known that was gonna happen he had to have i just i don't see any other yeah that's my that's my theory um i like it that's what i'm rolling yeah. with so I, I i i love your theory i really do i well, i'm not you. i'm not even lying why, I, I think I think that he knew his his time was done and he just did it just to do it. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so. All right. Have you anything streaming in your bro? Blah, blah. You've been watching anything lately? <laughs> I, am, my no, way I, I, I am not watching anything. I'm so far behind in wrestling and all this other stuff. I I. And this month is just going to be terrible for me. So, oh, nice. So it's fun to yeah. have things. Always <laughs> yeah, fun to have something wait. to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, look forward to. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I've just. What about been... you? What do you got going on? Like, is there anything cool to watch? I'm well. Right now, I'm almost done with the latest season of Stranger Things, which has been very, very, very fucking good. Um, and is that season four? Yes, it's season four, part one. So they split up the final season into two parts. I think they should just do two seasons. Just say it's two seasons. I'm sorry. I don't know why that bothers me, but it kind of does. Um, <laughs> just just go ahead and slowly, <laughs> slowly pulling the Band-Aid off like a hairy leg and just fucking rip it. I don't know. Um, other than that, oh, and then the me, the hubby, and Rossi, we started watching Obi-Wan 
the Obi-Wan series on Disney last night. So that's been, that was kind of cool. So I'm excited to get more into that. Uh, let's see. I've got other shows that I'm looking forward to, but that's really kind of all that's been going on. I had the, I had a lot of pod prep this weekend, so I couldn't do as much just fun binge watching, <laughs> just the for me binge watch. But, you know, I, I actually, like I said, I didn't hate this movie, 2012 Total Recall, so it wasn't that bad. So the last couple nights watching the movies, it was a pretty good time. Good. So, all right. Well, we're done. That's it. We're, <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think we're both cash. I think we're yeah. both cash. So, but thank you, Dozer, for being here. I'm, yeah, I'm moderately sorry for blowing your mind, but, eh. Yeah, you're not allowed to do that again. Don't be asking me too many deep questions like that. I'm supposed to ask you that. I'm not, not me, not you to me. Yeah, whatever. But thank you, Bubblies, for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And don't worry, Dozer's going to be fine. Um, <laughs> and... Yeah, well, this is a bad sign-off. So, bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Keep streaming. Bye. bye. <laughs> if you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to let me know by rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcast fix. Follow me on Twitter at Streaming Bubble. Find me on Facebook and Instagram as My Streaming Bubble. Have thoughts, suggestions, questions, or want to be tolerated? Email me at MyStreamingBubble at gmail.com. If you want to show your love and support for this little old podcast in monetary form, search My Streaming Bubble over at buymeacoffee.com and buy me a cheese wedge. And if you want to take that love and support to the next level, head over to Redbubble where you can find and purchase My Streaming Bubble merch. All monetary support goes right back into this podcast from new recording equipment to night cheese. Thanks for your support and keep streaming. Fast forward any movie we watch here. I will fast forward to the end just in case. And it might be just like really dumb and totally irrelevant. But I'm like, see, there was like a three second clip. Exactly. <laughs> I, I do the exact same too with any movie. I don't, there could be a, like a three second nugget at the end. I don't know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> and then it just winds up, it's a nugget, but it's a turd. So. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's not even a floater, it's a sinker. <laughs> <laughs>